and welcome to another episode of Real Dads Lead. I'm your host, Dwayne Smith, and next to me is my partner in podcasting, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> How are you doing today, Matt? I'm great, Dwayne. Yeah? How are you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad, actually. Not doing too bad. Feeling good. Good. Yeah. So uh, we've been going over the book, Stepping Up, Call to Courageous Manhood. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on Chapter 8. But in chapter eight, um, there's a little bit of some advice from a dad to a son. And uh, I was coming, I just came across on Facebook on this, I don't know, it was just a random thing came up on my feed from a a veterinary doctor. (laughs) And while this veterinary doctor had this thing, advice from a father to son, I don't know why. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. He seems like an eccentric. Individual, <laughs> I think you'd have to be to be a veterinary doc, veterinary doctor, don't you think? You have to be a little bit eccentric. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> this guy is. His Facebook is. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. So he had like thirty-five different, you know, different bits of advice mm-hmm. that a father should teach his son. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how old they were. I don't know where he got it from mm-hmm. exactly, but I thought it'd be interesting for this episode to. Kind of go over some of those. Yeah, be fun. Discuss them. So kind that's what, a, get what we're going to be doing today. Yeah, some of them are serious. Some of them are kind of quirky. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll yeah. be fun to work through. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so, anyway, it's a little bit different episode. If you've been following us on the in the book, then, you know, take a little break. We'll do that chapter next time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyway. You want to just get going, or you got anything yeah. else? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I would love to say too at the beginning to feel free for anybody in the audience to drop some of the advice that they have received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the comments, just yeah, if you have any good advice that you have, yeah, some good one-liners, received two-liners. or have given, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, they can be funny. Know. They can be things that like have genuinely stuck with you, and things that you know you, you plan on passing on to your own kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And we talked about that in the last one of the other podcasts when I talked a little bit about my dad saying how important are the seconds you say, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, let's just go through them. And if we want to talk about one in particular, we can. All right. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have something to say about every single one, I'm sure. Oh, but yeah, yeah, right, there's right, 34 right. total. <clears throat> okay, yeah, number yeah. one. Number one was never shake a man's hand. Sitting down. Mm. Yeah, or nay. I think if you're, I think if you're being respectful, you would stand up. I have felt awkward because I've shaken someone's hand while I'm sitting down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they come over to me and they're just, it's like quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to get to stand. Right. Yeah. So that might be an if, exception. If yeah. I feel awkward though. I feel like I should stand up yeah. and shake his hand. Isn't that interesting? I, I, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody's ever told me to stand up and right, shake a right, man's right, hand. Right, 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 right. But there's something odd about it. Like, I, <laughs> they're, they're, I don't know. It's like you, you need to step up and be face-to-face per se. Right, you know? right, right. Stand tall. It's like there's something communicated there that is just, it's mutual respect. Yeah. It's manliness. I, I don't know it what is it is. Manliness. but I, I, and I, I don't know. Maybe, do you think that it could be a... I mean, even a superior, inferior type, you know, sometimes they have a, um, like, uh, if you go to a meeting and the, the person who's doing the hiring 
to a you know a hiring meeting they usually have their chairs higher than the other mm. you know you're lower that. i mean it's not always that way i'm just saying that that's kind of like a i'm above you type mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. And, you don't want that to be communicated. You don't want that to be communicated. Yeah, I mean, I definitely teach my my boys in addition to this. You know, I, I, I've never said stand up, but I think I'll add that to them. Yeah. But stand up, stand tall. Yeah. Shake a man's hand firmly. Right, 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 right. Right, and look him in the eye. Yeah. You know, appear strong and confident. I think that's a good, it's a good thing. It's a good first impression that you are a respectable individual and mm-hmm. you should be respected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you plan to give respect. It's a good way to start off a, a new relationship. Yeah, I think so too. Do you, do you see the movie uh, "It's a Wonderful Life"? I love that movie. You do. Theologically, it's terrible, but it is an amazing <laughs> movie. <laughs> so when um, when he offers George Bailey a, he was going to offer him a, a job. He's like, "I want you to work for me." Do you remember that scene when early uh, on in the um, yeah, like the. Uh, Oh, the pharmacy? Is it the pharmacy? No, 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 no. The what's the what's the what's the Mr. Potter? Mr. Potter. Oh yes. Yeah. Mr. Potter, they go in the office and he's like, You've been a thorn on my side. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm gonna mm-hmm. offer you a job. Mm-hmm. He's like, What? And he told him how much he's gonna make, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, when he was in there and George Bailey went into the thing and he sat in the chair and he's like way down here. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. He's like super low. He had to like oh, trying to get up. <laughs> Oh, I th- I do remember that now. Yeah, I got it. That that that's the idea. Is what I'm talking yeah. about. Like one's higher, mm-hmm. one's lower. Mm-hmm. You just make them feel inferior. Mm-hmm. If that's it. So that but nice. anyway, I'm just thinking that when somebody's shaking your hand, that that's maybe the an inferior feeling that yes. you feel. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Right. Like I need to stand up. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You know, the worst thing is, though, and we should move on from this. This is only number one. <laughs> but the worst thing, and my boys have said it as well, is when the other person is quick to squeeze before your hand is all the oh, way in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they just like, grab the right. You know, like, do you want to kiss my hand? You know, yeah, like, that's right, right, so right, you just right. feel it's kind of limp. It yeah. feels very ladylike. Oh, yeah, it's the right, worst. Right, right. My boys have complained about that multiple times. Yeah. And that's another thing. Uh, I, you know, especially Scott, I tried to teach him to, you got to squeeze. Mm-hmm. Squeeze when you are. Mm-hmm. Um, shaking somebody's hand, but don't, don't got, just put your hand out there. You gotta squeeze when the when the thumbs make contact. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? The contact. thumb pit or whatever there. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Don't I be too eager right. with the squeeze. Yeah. I did know, have wait, a friend, patient. a friend in college, who never squoze. Never squoze. Yeah. And it was <laughs> Is the, that a word? it was. Yeah, it's a, yeah I think it's a word. Squoze. <laughs> Squeezed. Squoze. Right. Yeah, he never squeezed. Um, and it was the. Uh, that, uh, it was the worst. Yes, just really, really limp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, just like, ah. <laughs> hate that. <laughs> but that was something. All so right, that's that good number advice. One. Number two, don't enter a pool by the stairs. Don't enter a pool by the stairs. This is not a serious one, but it's a fun one. <laughs> I think there's a serious principle. I mean, what I'm taking away from this is that as a man, you need to learn to have fun and never stop having fun. Okay. You know, jump in jump in and you know don't be afraid of the cold water yeah suck it up do a cannonball you know don't be don't be boring don't be lame jump in yeah i like that i like that advice that's interesting yeah because if you walk in the steps then you get it's like hesitant hesitant hesitant, yeah especially when it gets to the Mm -hmm. you know nether reason nether regions yeah and you're like 
hey, just go in. <laughs> just just, for, get, it just over get it over with. Yeah. yeah. Number three. Number three. A man at the barbecue grill is the closest thing to a king. What do you think about that? I think I always do the barbecuing. I've always done the barbecuing. Same with you or no? Mm-hmm. Your wife doesn't do it? No. Why is that? Why do you think that the men always do the barbecuing? That's like man cooking? I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. I've never <laughs> thought about that. I mean, if you look at all of the... I think it's the, the meat concept. Probably there's something, some connection with oh, like meat. You always have to cook meat too, right? You don't cook vegetables. Uh, I think most that. people do. We cook vegetables on it. I love vegetables. Yeah. Grilled, Grilled vegetables. vegetables are, yeah, Grilled yeah. corn. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's this... probably... That is probably a... I mean, I don't know if it's the closest thing to a king, but it is yeah, the yeah. closest closest thing to like, all right, this is dad's job. Uh-huh, yeah. This is the man's job. So this one is, yeah, so maybe it's the man's job and he should take pleasure in that. Yeah. It's a little bit overstated. Yeah. Closest thing to a king. Yeah. All right. Number four. We'll just go. We'll just go Alternate. opposite here. Okay. In a negotiation, never make the first offer. This is something you've taught your boys. Yeah. Well, or not even. So Chad, who's actually right in front of us right now. So he decided one winter that he was going to shovel snow. Mm-hmm. And um, he asked me if I should, how much he should charge to shovel the driveways. And I told him, you'll make way more money if you don't ask. Just say that it's a donation. Just whatever you want to pay me. Mm. And... So let the buyer decide, essentially. The let buyer them throw decide. out the mug. Yeah. And if it's too low, then say, well, actually, I can't do it for that much. <laughs> or just do it. Like, that's the ministry okay. at that point. But he went out and he goes, came back. He's like, Dad, you're so right. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they paid him two or three times more than he would have asked. Nice. And it's just one of those things when you're just, you know, volunteering money for some reason. If they're just volunteering money, they 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 don't want to insult you, mm-hmm. and you know, especially with kids, they yeah. want to give you, you know, that's good want, advice. They want to they want to please you, so whatever. Yeah. I think that we can undersell ourselves too, sometimes. So yeah, letting the other person determine the value of that. Right, right, right. Yeah, and sometimes I think that you know, in my job, you know, some if somebody complains, like you're, you're, this is you're. It costs too much for your services or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I, in my mind, I come back, well, what would you charge for your service? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what you want me to pay, what you want to pay me, but if you were the one driving all the way here to do the whatever job or mm-hmm. what have you, what would it be? What would you charge? What to be paid, what yeah. to be paid or what mm-hmm. have you? I'm saying what happened. That's good. Lot. All right. Number five, request the, the late check out mm-hmm. what do you think that means rest uh Enjoy I, the leisure. I think it just means i don't know for for some people it is a dominant type thing like i'm in charge like mm. you say that mm. we got to be out by 11 i'm going to dictate the terms mm. so don't so, be, don't kind of do whatever needs to be done to not become a pushover a yes man yeah you know and right. just kind of go with the expectation and flow yeah yeah 
you don't want to be a person who just always falls in line. Yeah. I think that that's a good take on this one. I mean, I have requested a late checkout plenty of times, but it's generally, it's, you know, checkout's 11. I will ask. I said, can we do a late checkout? And it's checkout? no extra money? No. no. I, I didn't even know this was a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I'm, I'm going to apply this next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Next You're on your six. way to manhood. I know, right? This is, feels amazing. <laughs> number six. That's you, right? Uh, oh, did you read that? Okay. I don't know. When entrusted with a secret, keep it. This good. is solid. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. It's difficult sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on what the secret is. Yeah. And, and I, I think... And there's always, you know... Exceptions. exceptions. Right. Someone's life's in danger or mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. of that effect. But Yeah. Being in ministry, for example, you, know, you might receive some kind of information that you can't possibly keep mm-hmm. from your superior or uh, a family member of the person that you're talking with or what, like you just can't, you, you can't keep it from them. Right. Um, it's not, it's not healthy, you know, being in youth ministry, we've faced things like that. For example, you know, a youth comes up and tells you something. It's like, I, I can't not involve your parents in this, you know? So there are exceptions, but on a, on a, in a general way, when entrusted with the secret, keep it. Christ talks about in Matthew 5, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. You should mm-hmm. just be a person who is known as trustworthy. Right, if you right, say right. that you're going to keep the secret, you're going to keep it. It doesn't matter how hard it is. You're going to respect this person's wishes and you're going to keep it. Yeah. And that's the main principle behind this, I think, is that you want to be a trustworthy individual. Right. Yeah. I like it. Number seven. Number seven, hold your heroes to a higher standard. Mm. That also can mean choosing your heroes mm-hmm. with high standards or, I don't know. Choosing those who, making sure that heroes are people who have high standards for themselves. Yeah, right, right, right. Because you don't want to emulate someone. Who's wishy-washy or who already has low standards. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone fails. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a hero it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You're not emulating them in everything, right? And teaching our kids to discern the difference, you know, praise people for what they should be praised for and not for what they they shouldn't be, right? Right, yeah, I like that. I mean, that's pretty straightforward, Yeah. right? But ideally, again, we should be having people who just in general have high standards for themselves. Right. And if they make mistakes, they admit it. Mm-hmm. They do my focus principle. I know you haven't read my book, but if they do the focus principle. When they fail, they own up to that failure. Right, right, right. Correct their mistakes. Use what they've learned mm-hmm. to succeed in the future. That's what it should be. I think maybe one note I would say on this, though, too, is with our kids, we can teach them to uh, to receive the good and reject the bad. But we, we still have to consider who their heroes are because if, if this hero or this role model, the person that they're listening to all the time, it's music or podcasting or a movie or whatever, if it's majority bad, mm-hmm. even if they know yeah, to reject right, the right, bad right. but accept the good, they're immersing themselves in the bad. In most of the bad, yeah. And they right, can't right. help but be influenced by that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Number eight. Mm-hmm. Return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas way of saying thank you right common courtesy common courtesy yeah yeah it's similar to basically 
leave it better than way you found it. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you're borrowing, right. if you're going to use a space or what have you, it when you leave it, it should be better than you found it, mm-hmm. or at least as good. Yeah. <laughs> Clean up after yourself. Yeah, yeah, like it. Number nine, play with passion or don't play at all. What do you think of that? I mean, I love it. I, for me, I, it's 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 the way that I typically do almost everything. Um, and I hear when I hear passion, I hear with energy and with excitement. Yeah, right. Have fun doing it. Do it, you know, for all practical purposes, close to the best of your ability. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I like the don't play at all part, but. I don't, I, I don't like the all or nothing, mm-hmm. I guess, just because if you are, there's times where you can't give it your all, but you just got to drudge through it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes it's okay. It's okay just to drudge through it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, but I know when you're playing, and it just depends. My, my idea of playing with passion is, is, you know, if I'm playing and somebody's coming up, or lay up and I'm ready to smack that ball and mm. reject them into reject it into the uh, third row <laughs> of the bleachers. But if I'm playing with my kids, uh, well, sometimes I would do that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, so you hear like competitiveness. Yeah. I hear competitiveness. Okay. Which is, I don't think is, I mean, yeah, try and compete. If you're going to do it, then do it hundred mm-hmm. percent. But if you're playing just for fun, yeah. Then you might have to cool it down a little yeah. bit, or yeah. with your spouse, especially, um, or a girlfriend, or something like that. You yeah. want to, you want to, you know, you don't have to let them win, I guess, but you also want to be. You don't want to be a jerk it about it. Be the other way around. Some wives are relentless when it comes to playing certain things. Yeah, it can be the other way around. Yeah, that's true. But either way, okay. So, uh, number ten: when shaking hands, grip firmly and look them in the eye. We already covered this. Yeah, we did. Really. Yeah, that was right. So that's solid. 11. Uh, don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. Mm-hmm. We've heard that before. We have. comes from the Douglas MacArthur quote, or prayer, rather, that we read. I think just the last podcast. Maybe this whole thing's Douglas MacArthur. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he said some of these things. <laughs> He's got a bit more finesse than that. So, yeah, don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. Mm. It's it's akin to the quote I think that we've given before. Again, I don't know who says it, but that boys want ease, but men embrace difficulty. Mm. Yeah. As a general concept, again. Right. It's not wrong to do something that's easy or to rest or whatever, yeah. but we embrace the difficult. Like Like sometimes a backbone is just required. Something has to be done mm-hmm. and you have, you can either be wishy-washy about it and you can like sit there and complain about it and wish that it didn't have to be done. Right. But really what needs to be done is you just need to grow a backbone mm-hmm. per se and accomplish it because yeah. that's what men of responsibility do. Or wish that you didn't have to do it. Maybe mm-hmm. like, I just got to trudge through it. Right. Even though my, right. back, but that's, that's, even though that's my a, back is killing me. Yeah. Right. That yeah. sound like, sound yeah. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, what is it? Uh, oh, for my back right yeah. now? Oh, yeah. My back is a mess right now. 
That's true. Yeah. So but you you're can, still you going just, through it. You're you working can wish it. that it wasn't happened, but you, but that's the backbone concept. You're going to grow back and we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number 12. If you need music on the beach, you're missing the point. I think this is beautiful. Why? Are you a beach guy? Sometimes. Sometimes. It depends. It depends. I, I, I prefer the beach where it's just, it's just quiet. There's not many people on it. Mm. <clears throat> um, I don't really need it to be hot. Like I would be totally content on like a Scotland beach, you know, where it's like I'm wearing a sweatshirt and jeans and whatever, you know, but <laughs> I think the, the concept is just like learning to be, you should be able to sit there in silence right. and just take in what God has created, yeah. you know, and, 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 and hear it, receive it, feel it with Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's yeah. One of the best times on the beach that I've had um, generally is getting up super early when mm -hmm. nobody's out, you know, taking a walk on the beach when mm -hmm. there's nobody else there yeah. or sit down. Sometimes I do my devotions on mm -hmm. the beach to yeah. read my Bible or what have you. And I'm just enjoying mm -hmm. the sounds of the ocean and yeah. things like that. Yeah. You don't need distraction. You don't need entertainment. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just you and the Lord yeah. through his creation. Yeah. It really is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a beach either. I think we should say, mm -hmm. you know, like we just, we should be able to be men who don't need to constantly be listening to something. Uh, people who can sit there in silence and, and, and be introspective, you know, and listen to the voice of the Lord. And um, sometimes we drown out our own thoughts and the voice of God by our constant desire to be entertained. Mm -hmm. And silence, more than ever in history, studies have shown, is it's virtually non-existent. Like people are just afraid of the silence. Mm -hmm. Most people can't sit still for five minutes in silence. Just don't know what to do with themselves, yeah. you know. But the church has always valued the spiritual discipline of silence. Mm -hmm. Getting alone, being quiet with the Lord, and listening. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a good one. Yeah. All right. Number 13. Carry two handkerchiefs. One in your back pocket is for you. The other in your breast pocket is for her. Because mm -hmm. we all carry handkerchiefs and have breast pockets. No, no, but MacArthur did. Did he? He probably did, actually. You're probably right. <laughs> told he you could this have written this <laughs> <laughs> So basically, to me, that is, you know, be prepared for your lady friend. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's your wife or your spouse or your girlfriend mm -hmm. wife or spouse wife or girlfriend mm -hmm. or yeah, I mean, even your kids like your daughters or mm -hmm. have you you yeah. can you know, just the people around you yeah yeah your mom mm -hmm. the women in your life mm -hmm. i think you need to pay um, a little bit extra attention to we talked about this a little bit during our our you know responsibilities of a father mm -hmm. and just the idea of that protection yeah. yeah, I mean, you're protecting her, even if it's just a handkerchief. And you don't want to give her, a, I mean, if you use the handkerchief, then it's snotty. <laughs> and you don't want to give her a snotty handkerchief. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have you used a handkerchief before? Uh, actually, I think I did when I was little. My grandpa always carried one. Yeah. Which I thought was totally gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, like, it really is a nasty, right a their nasty nose concept. Back in their pocket. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather just... I always thought, you know, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. But anyway, use your sleeve, right? The, yeah, you could. You could give one sleeve to your spouse, <laughs> and you could use the other. 
No, but this, I mean, this could be things like, you know, always have an umbrella in the car, yeah. you know, for your, for your spouse or be willing to give up your jacket, mm -hmm. you know, if it gets cold or sweatshirt or whatever. Yeah. All right. Number 14, you marry the girl, you marry the family. Mm -hmm. This is really a really sound piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know that because I do think that sometimes you're just, when you meet somebody, you're just, you know, it's, that's the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. My relationship with her is the only thing that matters, mm -hmm. but it's but a package. It's a package. Yeah. Few, there are a few exceptions for the most part. It is a package mm -hmm. and whatever baggage exists in the family, it's very possible. I, I want to say even likely that that baggage is going to be carried by this girl to some degree. Yeah. It, it will Personality traits. It will all affect that her. Yeah. Stuff. Even yeah. if she doesn't have a great relationship with her family, that's going to affect Absolutely. Her. Yeah. And you're going to marry into that. You're going yeah. to marry into that trauma. You're going to marry into that baggage. You're going to marry into those personality traits. Yeah. And, and some of them may not be, you know, sinful, mm -hmm. but they may just be annoying, you yeah, know, or right. irritating. And we always put on our best when we're dating and yeah. we don't, actually see what's under the veil until after you say i do and then you're like well, I, I had no idea you know that this is <laughs> that this is the case yeah. and it's, it can become really difficult we can it can be disillusion that's true Delicious, disillusionary yeah so i told you that i mean you know that my one of my sons is married mm -hmm. now and um his wife my daughter-in-law has always kind of grown up her family is a little bit quieter than our family our family is pretty loud. <laughs> um, oh, overall, they're pretty loud. So there's times when she's over here and she's just got to get away just for a little bit, mm. you know, just. Plus it's just, all boys. It's not just loud, but it's just stimulate, stimulate, mm. stimulating. It's everything's loud. So I'm, you know, I'm used to it. Mm. And so it doesn't phase me at all. And, but. You know, people that come in to our home, yeah, it's a, it's a noticeable difference. Yeah. So, yeah, and you know, when she married Luke, she's had to figure out. Well, this is when I go over to the Smith house. This is what I'm going to be dealing mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. She might have to gear up for it. And she said yes anyway. She still said yes. Question. Yeah. It's a good still family. Yes. It's a good family. <laughs> Just, I mean, we're allowed. Not, being loud though is like something like you know, you, I can I can get out and go for a walk or something. <laughs> But but the personality traits or the baggage, yeah. the trauma—that's a different story. Yeah, and and it is the right thing to do for you and for your future children and grandchildren, etc., to mm -hmm. consider these things, right? Because it will inevitably affect them, also. Mm -hmm. The legacy that you live or that you leave behind for your kids is in part determined by the person you marry. So, yeah. all right, um, number fifteen. Go ahead. Me. This is your favorite. Be like a duck. Yeah, my favorite. Be like a duck. Remain calm on the surface. If we could just stop there, I think I'd like it. <laughs> and paddle like crazy underneath. Be like a duck. Remain calm on the surface and paddle like crazy underneath. So I really like the first part, especially. You want to portray confidence, mm -hmm. portray in control, mm -hmm. portray even if you are nervous or even if like... When you go up for, uh, like, a lot of people don't like public speaking. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I would teach my teacher, I would teach my kids, you know, when you get up there, even though you're nervous as 
as crazy. You're crazy nervous down here, but when you're speaking, it needs to be calm and mm. confident. Mm -hmm. You know what you're doing. Um, I guess the paddle like crazy underneath is be prepared. So yeah. if you are given a speech, you don't just want to wing it. Yeah, right, you right. You want right, to be right. able to. There's a lot of work put into it, mm -hmm. so you can portray that even if you're nervous. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think that that's pretty spot on. I think that the concept is there are some people who are always calm and kind of too chillax about things, mm -hmm. and but they don't work hard. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're essentially winging it. But then there's the opposite where people work really hard, but they're kind of like in this panicky, irritated kind of mood mm -hmm. when you need to have both, you know, work hard underneath in a sense so that you can be calm and confident. Yeah. Uh, when you're actually accomplishing whatever it is that whatever task you have at hand. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Now I like it. Okay. <laughs> well done. Okay. All right. Number 16, experience the serenity of traveling alone. I also love this one. Really? Yeah, man. Why? Why do you like that? It just, it, it's so, it, I, I just, for me, it, it's something, it's, it's very healing. And again, it's the peace and it's the quiet and it's taking in the beauty of everything around you. It's listening to the Lord. It's, um, it's praying and it, I don't know. There's, it's just something, there's something rejuvenating about it. Yeah. I'm picturing myself in one of those like old United Kingdom cars that like the tiny ones that I'm like driving through yeah. the single road. Right. Minis like a mini Cooper. Yeah, yeah. The single, the single lane roads with the yeah. stony walls and through the hills of Scotland or Ireland. You know what I'm saying? Just taking it all in. Okay. That's where I'm at right now. All right, me. all right. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, it does. It seems to be kind of like number twelve. You know, mm -hmm. the, on the beach. That's right. You're missing yeah. the point. It's the idea of embrace it. You don't have to like. I got. I got to blare the radio. I got to do all this other stuff. Just mm -hmm. it's time alone. Just mm -hmm. and use that time mm -hmm. but it's also as a christian the element i would add is that of course we're never alone yeah. but there the point is that we need time where we're we're just alone with the lord right 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 nobody else is there mm -hmm. that makes sense uh number 17 never be afraid to ask out the best looking girl in the room say that to your kids i i honestly feel like that is something i really want my my boys, Luke was the best at that. Luke was like, all right, I'll, even though he was nervous, he wasn't afraid to ask. Mm. The other boys seemed to be a little bit more like Timid. hesitant, mm -hmm. like that fear, which I had, the fear of rejection, of rejection that yeah. fear of rejection is strong. Mm -hmm. But I, th I think that that's very common in men, just yeah. in, which is why this piece of advice is here probably. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But, you know, I've been watching every time, every once in a while, I'll watch some YouTube shorts and they'll have basically these guys going out and doing pickup lines on random yeah, girls yeah. or what have you. And they um, generally get their numbers or whatever. And I'm like, man, that dude is just some serious confidence. But yeah. uh, listening to Jill, she'd always say confidence is, I mean, a lot of girls, they say confidence is one of the biggest, strongest, attractive mm -hmm. um characteristics characteristics yeah. for a woman to a man mm -hmm. and to be able to do that is yeah. one thing now it's courageous it's courageous so now i do think there are women out there who are you know get it so much that they 
Mm. You know, if they're mm-hmm. super, super attractive and they're getting a lot of attention, yeah. that can get annoying. And yeah. that's probably the that's probably the reason why you think I uh, better not. I don't wanna mm. I don't mm. want to, you know. But I say better to err on the other side. Yeah. You know, you don't want to assume Mm-hmm. that they're getting too much every, of this. Everybody else might be the same way. All the other guys you know, yeah. like, be the one that stands out. Exactly, right. Yeah, this actually reminds me of one of my favorite movies, and it's called We Bought a Zoo. Oh, Have okay. you ever seen it? Nope. It really is a fantastic movie. Is it Matt movie. Damon? It's Matt Damon and um, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I definitely recommend watching it on like VidAngel or something where you can edit. There's some language in it. There's nothing like obscene or whatever. Um, but, uh, there's like a few, like, you know, adult jokes that your kids may or may not get. And so I prefer to watch it there, but it's just a really great movie. And he has a line in it. Um, he says, all it takes is 20 seconds of courage. That's it. It's all you need. Just 20 seconds of pure courage. And it actually has to do with this. He saw what he thought was the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. And he remembered that his older brother had given him that piece of advice. He took a deep breath, just 20 seconds of pure courage. And he approached her and she loved it. She loved the courage, you know, and what he said and then getting married and a beautiful marriage and and kids and whatever. But that, that line just takes 20 minutes or 20 seconds of of pure courage. 20 seconds is nothing. You right, know? right, right. Um, I think that's a great concept. Yeah. 20 seconds of courage. All right. Number 15. Oh, no, we already did 15. Sorry. Uh, where are we at? 18. 18. Okay. Never turn down a breath mint. Yeah. That's really, especially for you. Yeah, I'm drinking your coffee right now. <laughs> Do you wish I had a breath mint? <laughs> uh, there's a couple of things in there. One is it's always good to have good breath. Number one. Number two, it is anytime you're someone is giving you something mm. in general. It's just better to accept it. Yeah. It, it blesses them. You know? Because your breath now smells good. It doesn't have anything to do with your breath. Oh, it's okay. just the idea of someone's like Right. I I you're accepting I, the I'm, generosity. I'm, yeah. I'm mm. accepting the generosity. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting in church or whatever and you are sitting next to Especially your a mom or whatever. I don't know. I keep saying whatever. And they hold out the right. you know, gum, passing mm-hmm. out the gum. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. yeah, I'll take a piece. And and, yeah. with, and they make them feel good. I think that right. he specifically chose breath mint though, instead of the general concept of when somebody offers you something, received it, mm-hmm. because they may be dropping a hint. Yeah. You know, with the whole breath mint thing. Yeah, don't so that's get probably embarrassed just about wise. it. Don't yeah, get embarrassed about it. it. Take mm-hmm. it. Take it. All right, number nineteen. A sport coat is worth a thousand words. Do you own a sport coat? I do. You do. I own a sport coat, some suits. I've always wanted to own a sport coat. Really? But I did not. Really? Yeah. What do you wear at funerals and stuff? Well, I wear a suit. Oh, you have a suit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's pretty much the same thing. Kind of, yeah. I don't know. Do you agree with this? Or do you think it's outdated? Well, I don't know. MacArthur is... Stop it, <laughs> um here's the thing because this is one thing that i have um kind of been curious about and i'll ask people every once in a while so we'll see what you guys think when you are 
looking at like television and they are they are trying to portray like news reporters or um like sports announcers or casters or mm-hmm. you know the women all have certain dresses and they're made up dolled up to look really really good mm-hmm. and it makes it's an attractive look they're attractive the men all have sport coats and ties or a collared shirt at least yeah and so my thought is for you know if if the tv is saying this is what men want to see in mm. the women mm. is this what men want to see, women want to see in the men i see yeah maybe i mean why why else would they have everyone has sports coats and ties mm. why why is that i don't get it unless it is an attractive look for yeah. a woman Maybe. It can't just be like, this is just what we do. Could be. Maybe if there's any women listening, they could tell us how they feel about sports jackets. I mean, they always talk about men in uniforms or things Mm -hmm. to that effect. I just like it looks put together and kind of commands respect. Mm -hmm. So why don't you? Commands attention. Why don't we do that on a regular basis? I don't know. Next podcast, I'm going to be wearing a sport coat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 20. This This is good. Try writing your own eulogy. Never stop revising. Mm. Who That's do you morbid. who do you want to be? What do you want people to say about you when you're gone? Mm. Yeah, like that. never stop revising. Mm. I don't know that anything else needs to be said about that. Yeah, I, I just think we just need to all ponder that. Mm. Number twenty one. Think a veteran, then make it up to him. Mm. I get the first part immediately. Thank a veteran. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, if and, I see and they have a you know the a hat service on. mat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I'm always saying thank you for your service. Yeah, and they do always appreciate it. Yes, it yeah, like. yeah. We we definitely should do that uh, for sure. I mean, they've the, whether they actually risked their lives, they were all willing to you yeah. know by signing up. And the, right. the, those kind of people need to be honored. They yeah. definitely need to be honored. It, it's, yeah. it's it's it's. It is the honorable thing to do for us to honor them and to teach our kids to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, I have uh, introduced my kids to veterans and let them talk you know, with them and hear this, and they always enjoy it. You know, So I, I, I love this one. How do you think we make it up to them? I just think by you know, living up to that as far as the way you live your life. It's like live, I, I appreciate it. of what it. they if went you, to battle for. Well, if you appreciate what they did, then live a life that's appreciative. Don't, don't screw it up. <laughs> so, 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 kind of the the modern. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I want to say. Basically, you know, you, you hear people talk about how we have fought numerous battles, especially early on in our history, for freedom, and now we go and we are. Some people would say giving that freedom away yeah, right. to big government or. Um, you know, becoming economically dependent upon China or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Making it up to the veterans is doing what you should be doing here on the home front to maintain what they won with their blood yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's the case. It also comes, I, I think about, and I've thought about this recently, um, just the sacrifice that 
Christ made for us. Sometimes mm. you think you take it for granted. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think with veterans, we take it for granted what they did mm-hmm. and we just don't live a life appreciative. So when I see it in my spiritual life, like Christ did all this for me and I just, I don't, I don't even think about what he went through. To, mm-hmm. Sometimes I just, all right, he died for me on the cross and I know it and I am appreciative, but am I living a life that's appreciative? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I, or when I come to like a selfish moment in my life, am I like, you know, I don't, I don't really appreciate it as much as I should. Mm-hmm. And to completely neglect it is almost a trample it underfoot to trample mm-hmm. what he did for us underfoot. And I would right. say the same thing here to live neglecting the freedom and the rights and everything like that, that we were yeah. given would be like trampling underfoot their sacrifice right. for us. Yeah. That's good. 22 eat lunch with a new kid. Mm. This is good. Yeah. My kids were pretty good at that. Um, and I foster that a lot mm-hmm. as far as, you know, if there's somebody, especially if they're eating alone or yep, something yep. to that effect. Yeah, we've done the same thing. <clears throat> a new kid comes to the youth group or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you know, really encouraging them to make them feel good, make, make them, them feel, feel good, welcomed, loved, accepted. Yeah. Now, I need to do a better job in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So when someone mm-hmm. new moves into my neighborhood or on my court, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do a better job of getting to know them. It's, it's a, I mean, I have to go out of my way to do it. Right. You have to be intentional. I have to be intentional. Yeah. We have some new neighbors that just moved in across the street. So this is a good word for me as well. Yeah. Um, all right. 23. After writing an angry email, read it carefully, then delete Send it. it. Oh. <laughs> delete it. Don't press in. <laughs> Who was that? Herman Edwards. He was like, Don't press in. <laughs> what was that for? He would just advise his, he was a uh, uh, coach in the NFL okay. and he would, that was one of his big advices to tell mm-hmm. his players, mm-hmm. don't, don't press in. Mm-hmm. You write it, don't press in. <laughs> yeah. So kind of, you're getting it out of your system, mm-hmm. but you're not actually, you're, you're not communicating to that individual. Yeah. You're because you're not thinking pass. generally when you're angry, yes. you're not, you're not yes, thinking yes, yes, right. Yes. Well, yeah, then maybe that's the read it carefully. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Now that you see the way that you're thinking, right? Hopefully you're going to see how ridiculous this is, you know, or what damage it could cause. Mm -hmm. So just delete it. Yeah. So that's what number? 23. That was 23. That was 23. Yeah. Let's just stop there. I think we have like 10 more. 10 more. Yep. It's a good place. Let's stop there and maybe we'll do those 10, maybe chapter eight. For the mm-hmm. next podcast. It'll run nicely into it. There's more advice there in the book itself. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, good this mean. is good. It was fun. Yeah. Some good uh, good insights, some funny moments. Yeah, and it gave me some good advice for myself. Or Yeah. Yeah. Good reminders. Sounds good. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. And um, just remember that real dads lead. <laughs>